season. So don't get mad at the season that you're in because there's a reason that you've got to be in that season. But what I love about seasons is that seasons don't last forever. They have to change. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're in, it's only temporary. It cannot last forever. It is only, I feel the anointing of God, it is only for a season. So encourage yourself if you wake up today and you find out that I'm in this same moment and I'm going through the same things. What you need to do when you get up and say, God, I thank you because today I am to this season changing today. I'm one day closer to this thing being over. Today I'm one day closer to all of this coming to a conclusion. Yes, Jesus did not want them, help me Lord, to get this out of time. He didn't want them to get him out of the right place. So he told them don't talk about this. But then when we get over here in this passage of scripture, we're reading from John 16, but if you go back to John 12, and you can just write it down for a point of reference, John 12 is when Jesus begins to walk into the city. He begins to walk into Jerusalem. This this is what they call the triumphal entry. And on this particular time, he walks into the city, but he's riding on a donkey. Everything about this King Jesus is totally opposed to what it is that we think we should be doing and what it is that we think we should be seeing. But you got to know this about Jesus. There, again, there is a reason and a season for everything that he does. He rides it on the donkey and not on a white horse. He rides it on a lonely and humble animal instead of riding in on a kingly, procured uh, 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 animal. He comes in as a servant instead of riding in as a king. Y'all don't hear me. His triumphal entry, they begin to celebrate him. And they take palms that they cut down from trees and they lay the palms on the road. They take off their jackets and their outer garments and coats and they lay them down on the road. This is a sign and an homage that's only given to kings. It is a reference back to King David when he was riding in to take the throne. The people believe this Jesus is the prophesied Son of God. This Jesus is the prophesied king. And we're going to celebrate him because he's on his way to restore the throne. He's on his way to restore the kingdom. And this time, Jesus didn't stop them. He let them celebrate him. He let them uh, uh, give him praise and give him glory and give him honor. Why? Because it was time for this type of celebration to be done. He wanted it to be shown to the whole wide world. Yes, I am the son of the living God. Celebrate me. Talk about me. Let it be resounded throughout the annals of time. Let it be known that this is the day that King Jesus rolled into Jerusalem to restore the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is what he did. Yes. 
This is, this is in John 12. And we see in John 12, he's riding in. People are excited. And you would think that Jesus would be on his way in riding in to go up to the seat of government because it's a long journey to go to the place of Roman power that was seated in the midst of Jerusalem to walk in with his power and glory and to take over. But when Jesus comes in, he doesn't do that. He doesn't come to restore a physical kingdom because his objective was to restore a spiritual kingdom. He wasn't coming to restore a seat that was on the throne, but he was coming to restore the fact that he could sit on the throne of your heart. They were only interested in a natural temporal kingdom, but Jesus was interested in an eternal spiritual kingdom. They were only interested in rising to power and putting their foot on the neck of the Romans that had them in subjection. But Jesus was concerned in rising to a place of power that all people could have authority. All people can live happy. All people can be in unity. He was not concerned with the things that they were concerned about the way that they were concerned. He was after something greater. He said, it doesn't matter if I change political seating. It doesn't matter if I change who's sitting on the throne because all it takes is another election, another uprising, another political turmoil, and we'll be right back in the same situation. So what I'm interested in doing is changing the condition of your heart because if I can change the condition of your heart, then it doesn't matter who's in power. It doesn't matter who's on the phone. It doesn't matter who's in political government. Because if I got so hard, then I got everything else. Are y'all here? This is what Jesus was after. So John 12, I'm almost finished. John 12, he's, he's, he's doing this, but when he comes in, he doesn't do what is expected. We then move to John 13, and the, the people are waiting for this takeover. But in John 13, he gets with his disciples, and he begins to talk about the fact that he's getting ready to be betrayed by Judas. Mm. So the disciples are like, well, we got to make sure Judas is taken care of because Jesus is going to ascend to the throne. Maybe that's why he's telling us this, because once he gets to the place of being on the throne, he wants to make sure that there are no traitors on his team. My God. Jesus was really responding and talking to something deeper, and that's in John 13. And then we get to John 14 and 15. You think, surely this is a few days later. He, he, he's probably on his way now to go restore power. This is the same man that rose people from the dead. This is the same man that healed the, 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 the paralytic. This is the same man that did mysteries and miracles. This is the same man that took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed nearly 10,000 people. And he didn't just do it once, but he did it twice to prove it wasn't a fluke that if I did it before, I can do it again. This was the same man that they were waiting for power to be displayed. But he then takes the next few days and he begins to teach. Jesus, we don't want you teaching. Jesus, we want you going there and taking over. Jesus is like, again, you don't understand why I'm here and how I'm a benefit to you. I'm here to change your heart. So he takes two chapters and he's teaching them. Again, why? Because he wants to get to their heart. My God. 
We then get to John 16, and Jesus is continuing to teach. Are y'all still with me? Yeah. And in John 16, when he's teaching, he takes, he takes a left turn. In John 16, he tells them, and he predicts, or he prophesies, boys, I'm getting ready to die. Now, wait a minute, Jesus, hold on. What do you mean you're getting ready to die? You just rolled in here a few days ago. You, you have the response of the people in this city with you. Yeah. We're ready for you to take this thing over. We're ready for you to go to the capital. We're ready for you to ascend the throne. We're ready for you to take the seat of government. But Jesus, what do you mean you're getting ready to die? I didn't come with you for three and a half years and left everything I left, left my businesses, left everything I was doing to come and be with you. And we get to the precipice of you changing things and taking over and you tell me you're finna die. I don't understand, Jesus. It doesn't make any sense. My God, my God. It doesn't make any sense. You got to understand with Jesus, with God, when things that are done is not always done the way that you think it should be done. And he's after things that you may not necessarily be after. But when you see the end of it, you're like, my God. If I had known, I wouldn't have complained. If I had known, I wouldn't have said nothing. If, if I had known, I wouldn't have troubled you. If, if, if I had known, I wouldn't have talked back to you. If I, Jesus, if I had known what you were working out and, and what you were doing, I wouldn't have cussed you. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what you were doing. Thank you, God. This is how he operates in our life. And sometimes there are things that take place. And I'm still talking about Paul Sunday. There are things that take place where we're expecting Jesus to go right and he makes a left turn. Thank you, Father. Jesus, you, I, I thought we were going this direction. You're going here and you want me to follow you here. And following you here looks like the total opposite of all the reasons why I followed you in the first place. Oh, my God. My God. My God. Are you here? Amen. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't become a disciple so that I could be the follower of a martyr. Yeah. I became a disciple so I could be a follower of a king. Again, they did not understand what Jesus was doing. They didn't understand what he was coming about. And so he tells them in the 16th chapter, and again, I'm almost finished. He tells them in the 16th chapter, in the 20th verse, after he tells them, I'm getting ready to die. I want you to go back and look at this. After he tells them, I'm getting ready to die, he says, listen, you're going to weep and lament. Yes. But the world is going to rejoice. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus, you're finna die. And you're telling me that while you are dying and because of your death, those that love you are going to weep and lament. But the world is going to rejoice. That's counterintuitive to what I understand a king to do. Yeah, my God, my God. Kings should be coming in and taking power and causing us to rejoice and having the world to lament and weep. But you're telling me that the process to the throne of our hearts is that we've got to lament and weep first. 
while the world rejoices. My God, my God. Jesus, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem to be fair that you got to go through this and that we have to go through this. It may seem at moments in your life and things that you're experiencing that you're always lamenting and weeping. It's one thing after another. After you think you've conquered this, it turns into be something else. And you're saying, God, I don't understand this. It seems like I'm always in this place of lamenting and weeping and the world that doesn't love you, the world that doesn't
There are things that come to your life that you're trying to pray away that you can't pray away. Let me stand up for a moment. There's some things that you wish would go past you, that you wish it would go to somebody else, that you wish it wouldn't have to visit your house, but you got to understand there are some times that your hour of visitation is at hand. Your hour and season of trouble is at hand. Your hour to go through is at hand. And you are going to be sorrowful. You're going to have sorrow. You're going to lament. You're going to weep. And it is part of the human experience. It's part of the Christian walk. But I'm so glad that the scripture doesn't put a period after sorrowful. It continues to say, you're going to be sorrowful. Come. The word comma means to pause. Because there's another action that connects with the previous action that is still to come. My God. I want to help y'all today. I'm I'm hoping that this word is bringing a comma to your life. Thank you, God. That is bringing a pause so you can understand why it's been so hard. So you can understand why it's been so tough. Why am I going through so much? Jesus, I'm on your team. We were on our way to victory. I was starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but someone closed the door. And oh, are y'all, is there anybody in here today? Come on now. Jesus, I'm sorrowful. But here's what he says next. And I'm almost done. It's my third done. I'm done. He says, but, but I can't take it. He says, but I, I, I've said it before. I love the buts in scripture. Yes. Because yes. it says all of this is happening and all of this is being allowed. Yes. But God has a plan. But God has a way. Yes. Or in the words of the old church, they simply said, but God. that are equally divided on the calendar. Yes. Meaning every season 
gets the equal amount of time. Watch this. So if the season that you're in, you've been going through for five years, let me help you. When the season changes, you're going to have victory for the equal amount of time that you have to Yeah. 
the same stuff you've been working with, the same thing that you've been going through, I have the ability to take the same mess and to put it through the crucible of fire and it will be turned into Somebody 
will be reduced to an hour. But how do I know it's my hour? Because it got worse than ever. It's possible that you're in your hour. Uh, I, I remember when we were in the hospital getting ready to have our first child. My wife was getting ready to have our first child, Gabrielle. And uh, she had a long labor. It was long and it was laborious. It was a long labor. And, and, and about uh, eight hours into this labor, my wife gets up from the bed with stuff attached to her and tells me I gotta go to the washroom. And I said, okay. So I help her get up, stuff attached to her to get her to the washroom. When I get to the door, she says, don't you go anywhere. Come here. Mm -hmm. So I, because I'm terrified, <laughs> go in there and say, yes, baby, what's going on? She said, get my jacket. I'm done. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yes. I said, wait a minute, I, I, I don't know what to do here. I'm, a, I'm afraid of her, but at the same time, I understand that, there, that, that there's a process that's going on. And I said, God, you got to give me the words. And I turned to her, and I said, baby, we, we, we can't go anywhere because this is the time. Yes. The hour has come. Yeah. Yes. And even though you've been here a long time, and even though it's been difficult, we can't walk away from this mountain. We got to get back on the table and I stand by your side. And in this moment, we got to push because there's something that's got to be burned out of this moment. There is some sorrow that's got to be turned into joy. The hour has come. The hour has come. Sorrow happens because the hour has come. And the hour is the culmination of the season that you've gone through. The hour is the culmination of all of the hours and all of the time of praying. The hour is the culmination of all the negative words. The hour is the culmination of all the shifting and the moving. The hour is the culmination of everything you had to endure. The hour is the culmination. And some of you are hearing prophetically. You are at your hour. Come on now. Come on. Whether you're here in the sanctuary, whether you're hearing me, hearing me across the world, your hour has come. And you can't run from it because you gotta understand in that hour there is a miracle. I talked to a group of women real quickly and I asked them, so 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 what happens? when a child is born. Because remember, when Jesus is teaching, he's teaching to a room full of men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Telling them about the sorrow and the hour of childbirth. I asked them, help me understand as best as possible what you go through in that hour. Because once the hour kicks in, it cannot be stopped. Right, right, right. 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 Are you here? Now, it was explained to me in graphic terms. <laughs> and I had to ask them, please, give me a non-graphic description. Give me something that I can share on media platforms across the world. 
and said, well, we'll try our best. And they began to explain. One woman said, there's a back pain that you'll never understand that happens when that hour comes. It changes your posture. It changes how you walk. It, it forces you to sit when you want to walk. It forces you to walk when you would like to run. There is a pain that's undescribable. The next person said that, the, that the, the contractions are equal to take your hand, take a hammer in the other hand, and smack the free hand with the hammer that's in the other hand. Not just once, but 10 times. And you'll get the feeling of what a contraction is. Another woman said, it, 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 it is the cutting and the tearing that happens as the result of birthing something, pushing out something, because the hour has come. Thank you, Father. The last woman said, it's just the waiting. Uh, and sometimes yes. it's the most difficult. It's, yes. it's the waiting, because you got to understand, in the hour, there is still waiting. Yes. Yes. But you gotta understand, if you don't go through, the child will never come. If, if, if you don't push, the miracle will never happen. Thank you. I say, Father, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear Jesus is saying, this hour has to come. His hour is here. The hour of going through has arrived. He has to go through this. And I'm not even talking about what's going to happen later. I'll deal with that on Friday and I'll deal with that on Sunday. But I say, God, how did Jesus get through the hour? Because he's still God. If he didn't want to go through it, he could say, that's it. And could have sent down tens of thousands of angels and changed the course of time. But he said, no, I got to go through it. My hour has come. Yes, yes. I said, God, how did we get through that hour? He said, Jason, read the next chapter. I went to the next chapter, which is chapter 17, and I'm really done. Says in chapter 17, the whole chapter, Jesus is doing one thing. He is praying. Praying. Thank you, That's how he got through the hour. There's a time to come. There's some believers that are down. 
from Christians in 2019 that's going to be sitting in a church in Tampa, Arizona. Father, I pray for them. Read it. It's in there. He prayed for us. So that no matter how we came, we would be able to push. The thing that's going to get you through what you're experiencing is not your degree, because it can only take you so far. It's not your education, because it can only take you so far. It's not your connections, because it can only take you so far. But what's going to get you through the hour? What's going to get you through the moment? that you got to put is you having a prayer life. You've got to know how to pray. You've got to know, God, help me through this. God, I feel like this, this is what you pray. God, I feel like I was full. I wish I, wish I had an organ here right now. But I'm just, uh, God, I, 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 I feel like throwing in the towel. But God, help me not to mess this up. God, I've come too far with what you're doing in my life. Help me not to mess this up. God, I know that you got something bigger for me. God, I know that you got a bigger plan for me. God, I know that there are more things to come. Help me not to get in my flesh. Help me not to mess this up. Help me not to press the reset button, but help me to keep on going because my hour has come. to submit everything in prayer. Help me, God, that when the pain hits, that I don't quit, but I stay in the moment because there is some joy that you're turning this sorrow into. I I don't have time today, but come back on Friday and and come back on next Sunday and I'll tell you about what the joy became as a result of the song. Yeah. Are you here today? Say to you think I got a sign. There is some joy coming. Yes. But it comes not because you turn away from the pain. Yes. Yes. Not because you abandon the process. Yes. Not because you leave what is difficult. Yes. Yes. There is joy that is coming because the sorrowfulness is turned into joy. Are you here? For just a quick moment, every eye closed, and I want you to reflect on the depths of the hell you've been experiencing. And I'm going to say something in a moment that's going to bring clarity and help you. Relationships may have been going crazy. You don't know how it happened. You don't know what happened. You don't know how, you don't know how did I get to this place? How did this happen? God, I, I've done all the right things. I, I thought I made all the right decisions and it seemed like it's one thing after another. God, I've made some mistakes and some things went wrong, but God, come on now, enough is enough. Yeah. 
You're going through a whole lot of stuff. You're trying to find the peace to keep on your mind. And it seems like the hardest thing for you to do is to keep your mind in perfect peace. It's a lot of hell you've been going through. It's a lot of difficult stuff you've been facing. There's a lot of turmoil that's on your plate. There's a lot of division that's in your house. There's a lot of junk that's going on at work and school. But I want you to be encouraged from the word of God that all of that is being turned into something beautiful. All of that is being turned into something miraculous. My God. All of that is being turned into a breakthrough. All of it was necessary. That, that, that last jab, that last punch, why was that necessary? You don't understand. It was the last bit of baking soda that was needed. Are you here? It was the last sprinkle of salt that was needed to make this thing turn into something. Everything that you're facing is needed because of what he's turning it into. Yes, God. So instead of cursing the journey, instead of cursing the pain, thank God for it. Yes, Because yes, yes. he always said, I won't put on you more than what you can bear. Mm -hmm. You're bearing a miracle. Thank you. I hear you, Father. Every woman that births a child, the child cannot be any bigger than her body's capacity to nourish it and to care for it. Yes, God. It's the same way with you. What you're going through is because you can handle it. The pain that you experience it is because you can carry it. What's happening is because you got it with God. But in just a short while, it's going to be turned into some joy. But how you get through it is prayer. So, Father, I do now for this church and for those that are hearing us the same thing that you did for yourself and your disciples and all of Christendom that we find in John 17. God, you prayed. Father, help us in the hour, whether it is here or whether it is to come. Help us to pray through it. Help us at every moment of discomfort, at every moment of pain to pray through it. Because God, prayer is what you answer. I hear you, Lord. And prayer is the thing that brings us the victory. It brings us victory, God. Help us to stay in a prayerful spirit. Help us to stay in a prayerful place. And we give you praise for it, God. In Jesus' name. Everybody look up real quick. God just dropped something in my heart. And I'm going to pray for those that don't know him. Watch this. Prayer helps you go through. Yes, it does. Prayer, if you will, it is your epidural. Yes. That's good. That's what the Lord told me this morning. He said, Jason, prayer is the epidural. Prayer is the local anesthesia. My God, my God. Prayer God. is the thing because you can't stop the hour. That's right. But I can't help you with the pain. Yeah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You can't stop the hour. Because the hour has 
but I can help you with the pain as you go through birthing the miracle. My God. And what helps you with the pain is prayer. My God. Are you here? My God. Prayer is going to keep your sanity. Prayer, oh, I don't have strength to say like I want to say. But prayer is what's going to help you get through. Submit your life to prayer. Get here to pray first. Decide, God, I, 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 I want to know how to pray more and pray better. Yes. yes because it's going to be the thing that when the pain kicks in, prayer says, I got that. Oh, my God. Yes. When it hits your back and it's overwhelming, prayer says, I'll go there. Yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> when you feel like you've been on that table a long time, prayer says, just take another drop of this. It'll be all right. Let me pray. God, thank you for those that are hearing this message, whether here or whether across the world. And Father, I pray that if they don't know you, that now that they are submitting and giving their life to you, God, help us as we go through these moments and know that there is a greater joy that is coming. That's why you told me on Good Friday to declare, thank God it's Friday. Yes. Because there's something great that happens on Friday. Yes. And we can't wait to get to it. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. I know I went a little long, but it was very strong. Yes. If you were yes. blessed by this word today, put your hands together. to be able to receive our tithe and offering. This is our tithe from the joy of giving.